0: Hi, it's Greg and Lucky and this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from five to nine, this is
1: what you missed. Uh, We were talking earlier about uh, do you know an a-hole? Can you name somebody in your life immediately that you think is an a-hole and uh, an ex-spouse came up when a bunch of people were asked an old boss an ex-spouse usually falling under that category. Uh, And it's interesting, that came up on the same day that it is National Ex-Spouse Day. (laughs) And so people are... And I guess there was some um, minister in uh, Kansas City who came up with the day back in 1987. And maybe he was trying to help some some broken marriages and mending fences. So, anyhow, he has said, and others always say this, that the best thing you can do for your own mental health is letting things go. You know, if you carry grudges and You're really just hurting yourself more than the person that you're holding the grudge against. Uh, So you're supposed to be able to try to uh, forgive and forget and move on. I don't know. I guess it all depends um, on how things played out with your ex, you know, as to whether you can still say be friends with them or at least sociable. Right. But if there's kids
0: too. If there's well, contact sir. necessary, right?
1: Yeah, when there's young children involved, you got to you got to try and obviously it, it fails horribly for so many. I mean, if if you know, if one has just been uh you know, affairs and trouble and problem, then of course that but I guess if you just get to a stage where you're like, "Now, well, maybe we didn't love each other as much as we thought we did." And right. you know, and you can kind of, you know, Shake hands and move along, then sure, you can, can probably be friends. But uh, a lot of people seem to believe they could be. Uh, more than half say, yeah, yeah, I, I think I could be friends with my ex if mm. we broke up. You know, now and then, I remember
0: it amazing me when you find couples that were like together forever mm. or engaged forever, but never tied the knot. Mm. And then they finally did, and it didn't last. You're know, like, what, what? the hell changed? Like, what mm-hmm. the hell? Why? Why the difference? What? What happened there? And, and then I, I've I've heard of some couples who had broken up and split up and said, you know, that they were better as friends than they were married, and they're still yeah. good friends now. And there have been examples of, of of you know couples and families who have who have basically split up, but then remained. You know, close or friendly.
1: Yeah, Maria and I have a couple in our lives uh, that we haven't seen in some time, but they uh, they were that way, uh, and they w- still to this day get together and have Easter, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. They have a son together, mm-hmm. so they still gather as a family. And but yeah, they broke up. I mean, it was ugly when they broke up, but right. they, they they fought their way through it. Yeah, I, you know, part of the problem is you say friends, and that that is so much a part of the problem, in that when we start off dating. We're usually meeting as friends. You know, maybe, like, again, through work or a social event or whatever it is. And so you have something in common early on because you're a part of something. Right. Maybe you meet somebody at a, a, you know, I don't know, a a golf tournament or a sporting event of some sort. And so you have that in common. But it just seems for so many, and it is hard, it's really hard, but... it just seems like when kids come along, it, it kills all of that. Mm. All that stuff you had prior to kids goes away. right? And that's it's just natural. I mean, Maria has always said, and I loved her for this saying, before there was children, there was us. Right. And, and you have to remember that.
0: Now, hang on a second. Let, let me ask you this then. Because the dating world since we've been in it has yeah. changed so much. Right, that people don't necessarily meet as friends no. anymore. They no. meet online or they, they meet via a profile, mm. but they start a complete relationship from nothing, mm-hmm. from not knowing the person or anything about them uh, to uh, being linked or matched and then uh, start start a relationship there. Mm. Is that better? In some cases, because you may meet someone at work or through friends where you've already kind of built up an impression of them based on their work or friendship persona, and they may be a different person behind closed mm. doors.
1: Well, maybe it's kind of like the arranged marriage thing, right? I mean, I, I've heard many um, couples who have um, come from that culture who say, yeah, I didn't love this person right away because this was arranged, but I grew to love the person. Mm. Um I, I would say with online dating, though, a, a lot of times your matches are based on things you have in common, right? right like, if yeah. you say, love pets, love walking in the woods, love camping, love hockey. Yeah. Then, then, so you you get together and you say, oh, I love to camp, you love to camp, let's go camping. Right. You know, you build because What about you, knock boots? What if that's
0: on there? <laughs> I think that's on a lot of profiles. <laughs> Just love to knock boots. <laughs> love to hump and
1: watch TV. <laughs> I poop and I hump. Do you have anybody in your life, like, can you, if I say to you right now, name an a-hole in your life. Can you, like, randomly come up with one rather quickly? He started texting me the minute you said. <laughs> <laughs> the minute you brought up the
0: conversation, I got a text saying, you better not mention me. say <laughs> was it a buddy? Was it a buddy? Yeah. <laughs> He's a good guy to me. Oh. But, but I think he, he you know, it certainly. He rubs others the he, wrong he, way? Yes. You can say that. <laughs>
1: I can think of one right away. I don't want to say his name. I don't want his feelings hurt. It does rhyme with slug.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's a band similar to that name back in the
1: day. That's right. Um, When asked, and a bunch of people were, uh, yeah, almost all of us can immediately go, yeah, I got one. Wow. You know, you live a long enough life. Somewhere along the way, you're meeting an a-hole. Oh, right. You know. Right. Uh, Old bosses are on the list, definitely. Uh, family members, estranged or not, and an ex. <laughs> oh wow. And it's yeah. National Ex Spouse Day, by the way. So
0: <laughs> good timing for that.
1: Yeah, no, uh, certainly I think I can uh, I could name one fairly quickly. Um it's just someone who's a jerk who just never seems to be able to be reasonable about anything. This isn't shocking. Middle-aged men are more likely to be a-holes than any other demographic. <laughs> You know, we're narcissistic. We're alpha. Uh, There's some, a sense of entitlement in there. Yes. Yes, definitely. We're aggressive. You know, it's just, and it's family, too. I think more than anything, I I, I would say for all of, well, I can only speak for me, but it, and maybe I'm the a-hole in my family.
0: Right? <laughs> maybe it's me. Isn't it, is it that situation uh, kind of like the idiot where, you mm-hmm. know, if you're in a room mm-hmm. and you can't spot them, yeah. then
1: you're it? Yeah. <laughs> Why do all my relationships keep ending? I don't know. Um, But family is really interesting because we don't uh, pick these people. They're bestowed upon us. Right, yeah. And I have a saying that uh, your family is your family and your friends are your friends. And many of your family members you'd never pick as a friend. Mm. You're just stuck with them through blood. And that's why, and I think because of uh, jealousy and history and all of that stuff, If there's a-holes in our life, I think many times they are family members. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I I guess it's just, you know, people who are, they don't
0: have to necessarily be uh, a-holes. And I think they probably are. But if they are just so different from how we would handle things, Mm -hmm. we automatically label them as such. (laughs) Right. Right. You know, just the way they treat people. In general, that's I think the to me the biggest sign of one. Yeah. Somebody's just rude all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like I look at you. <laughs> oh, okay, we're going there. I look at you. Ah. Uh-huh. I, I don't see you as an a hole. Okay. Annoying. All right. But uh, you like a like a seesaw. Right. <laughs> you hover. Well,
0: I, I can see how you would think that because I'm a big star now. <laughs> so, <laughs> with that, that's true. Right, your jealousy would rage in. Oh, yeah. yeah. And automatically, yeah. you'll yeah. think, oh, my goodness. Oh,
1: yeah. And it is, I, I have to admit, it's probably, it's more me than it is you. <laughs> you just, you seem to have it all, and right. it's never-ending.
0: Right. You I'm know. not offended by your uh, thought of that, because I know you are so frustrated by everyone who enters your life. <laughs> 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 you are so bitter. On a regular basis, But I don't think you
1: mean to be an a hole, <laughs> but you have zero time for anyone else. You got plans for Easter? It's a, it's an interesting one with us being in this sixth wave. Are you uh, are you just throwing caution to the wind and having a gathering, or are you asking everybody to test if you're hosting? Or are you just saying, uh, listen, just you know, if you do a rapid test and, and let us know. Or are you being cautious and still saying, mm, "We're going to cancel again this year"? I would suspect that more families than not will say, "It's been two years without an Easter. Mm, let's get at, get at it." Yeah, I, and tough. I think
0: maybe a month ago, a lot of people were jumping right on it and, yeah. and doing that. and Maybe some have changed those opinions or slowed down over the last couple of weeks as, as cases have risen, or uh, you know, got like us kids back in school and. Close contacts and therefore having to, to, to divert and change plans.
1: Now, what happens with you guys now that you've got COVID in the house? Were there plans of a family gathering on uh, Sunday?
0: Yeah, I think we, we had talked about it uh, up to like two weeks ago, and then uh, we had a couple of situations happen with just, you know, close contacts and gatherings that, were, that weren't expected. And, and so, with that, I think we kind of calmed plans down already, mm-hmm. and then now it'll just be uh, dust inside the house. Hey, right. we're, we're all healthy and happy and fine now, but we're just not going to have a get together with others.
1: Well, healthy and fine. Yeah, now, let's not get crazy with uh, happy. I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're all shooting each other playing video games, so it works out well.
1: Yeah, I mean we're we're all gathering. The Outlaws are all getting together on Sunday, unless something changes at game time, and somebody says, "Well, I'm sick and can't make it." I mean, I would keep pushing for uh, cancellation for the next six, seven, eight years <laughs> yeah. if I had my way. But uh, but we are gathering. And, and I am a little surprised that nobody has said, hey, listen, would you mind doing a a task before you come over? Because I know my sister-in-law is very cautious of it all. but Is yeah. that where are. you're going, to her place? Yeah. Yeah,
0: it, it, it's an awkward, it it shouldn't be an awkward question, mm. you know. Uh, and it really should be almost one of those things where, hey, can you just do me a favor, you know, make sure everyone's, you know, monitored or mm. make sure everyone's healthy before they come in. It should, it should go without saying, but I don't know if that's such a thing as anything goes without saying anymore.
1: You have to read to the room of your family members, right? right. If you you There's going to be some that if... uh They called and said, hey, would you mind just doing a test before you come over? There's some that are going to roll their eyes and go, yeah, whatever you need, sure. And there's others who who won't. So you're either going to be willing to to put up with that or not. Right. uh, We will uh, see how this all plays out and if numbers spike in the next couple of weeks after Easter. We'll see what happens. I thought this was an interesting question. How old is too old to still be on your parents' cell phone plan? Oh, wow. Now, I will be honest that our youngest uh, just turned 25 and he is still on our plan. Right. The reason is um, for the two years that Daniel was in England, we were still footing the bill on his plan because for whatever reason nobody bothered doing anything about it. He right. He didn't put the number on hold. Just, right. So we thought, well, we, if we did that for one, now he's working full-time, he's back here, he's paying for it himself. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of extended David as well, so it's fair. That gotcha. they both get the two years out of school. Um but we always said the minute you land a full time job, or you're working, like even if it's part time, but you're out of school and done, right? The cell phone is your responsibility. You know, I, I think times have somewhat
0: changed in this. I'm not under my parents' plan. That's not why I'm saying <laughs> you this. just got off it, is though. It no, no, <laughs> It's quite the opposite. Actually, I've got parents who are on my plan. Oh,
1: very good. But
0: uh, you know, and and the reason being is initially remember. You know, if you're of a certain age, you remember when phone plans, everything was itemized Mm -hmm. and you had to pay for every single call, text, that sort of thing. And so the bill was never stable. You know, now... It almost makes sense just to stay on family plans mm. sometimes because you get more data and you get better, uh, you know, benefits to it.
1: And true. And it's
0: one stock price. Right. Right. So if you want to stay on it, to me, if you want to stay on your parents' plan, but you pay them mm. the 50 bucks or whatever, 60 bucks Everybody it is, chips in. Everyone chips into it. It makes sense mm-hmm. because the problem is if you're buying a plan just on your own they can be ridiculously expensive. Sure. They charge you to be the lead person on that plan. Mm. So it'll cost you $85 as, a co- as opposed to 55 or or, or less. Yeah. Right? So it, it, I I think there's probably some leeway in it now. I mean, we've got one of the boys on a plan. Um, you know, we don't think both are old enough yet to, to one, have phones or need them. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I, I can foresee... You know, like you into the into the future. <laughs> this, is, this is a long investment for mm-hmm. a very long time. And when you look at it, over ten years of this plan, it's going to cost me five thousand dollars.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I think both boys got their cell phones when they were fifteen, and they they get cut off at like twenty five or twenty six. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a ten ten or eleven years, uh, and a lot of replacements of phones and lost phones yeah. and all yeah. sorts
0: of stuff. You're probably about twelve to fifteen grand in the hole in cell phones.
1: No, oh, probably. On top of the OSAP, I'm still paying off. (laughs) But you enjoy your life. (laughs) (laughs) You have fun. Remember when you say you started from nothing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Glad to see you were able to go to Hawaii twice already. Before you were a quarter of a century, Uh, a quarter of adults say uh, that they're uh, a quarter of adults under 30 say their parents still pay their bill. A few of people between 30 and 45 say the same. So what's the oldest acceptable age for someone to still be on their parents plan? One in four people think you should be paying your own phone bill by the time you're 18. Others say somewhere between 18 and 25. But some think older is still okay. Some think it's completely always acceptable, no matter how old you are, to be (sighs) under your. Now, again, you make sense, though. That is right. I mean,. Uh, it has changed, and if you have a family plan and it's a better rate, why wouldn't you? Well, if, no, especially if everybody is
0: chipping in. It, it depends on if you're chipping in. Yeah, unless, right. But
1: if you're footing the bill for yeah. everybody, and Evan and Christian are thirty five. Yeah. Well, and, and
0: I've, I listen. My kids are, are are just entering their teen years, and they're just discovering now mm. really what the value of money is. I mean, they've mm. got a paper route; they make money, mm-hmm. right? And then they see things and they spend it, and they go, "Holy crap!" Mm. You know. It, and and I want to introduce them to price. Of things. Mm-hmm. It's not a scare tactic. It's it's just realistic. It's life. It's it's life like, yeah. Right? Hey, you know, everyone wants to go to the mall now. All right, well, here you go. You mm. got your own cash. I'm not gonna let you take everything you have because mm. I don't trust you with your own <laughs> cash. Uh but You, you know,
1: are your father's son. Yeah, but he went you know, he had to buy himself lunch right. and
0: realized, you know, it cost him fifteen dollars right. to but, buy lunch. Because he eats like a man now. Right. Well, and, yeah. uh, and maybe that might curb. <laughs> what you think you need. I'll just have a smoothie that lunch.
1: Yeah. No, it is interesting. Now, with the uh, newspaper route, are you taking points? Oh, uh, a few. With interest rates going up, I wonder how many couples will be having the argument over the next little while about, I told you we should have sold the house. I told you. <laughs> you saw Norm and Louie and uh, that other couple. They. They got 1.3 for their house, and we should have. The problem is we should have and we could have. Everything is timing. And if you're just not in the position to say, all right, catch this wave and make a bunch of dough on your house with low interest rates as they were for so long, uh, even if you did, where are you going? Unless you're retiring to the cottage... Right. Or you know you've got some other plan, but you sell for one point two, you gotta buy for one point two. Yeah, well,
0: but but you know, I, I may speak or may not from experience here, but mm. uh, you know, if you were considering it and you're looking at this boom and this wave going uh, that's been going on for the last couple of years, at, at houses house prices going absolutely insane, especially in the last you know six months to mm-hmm. a year, um, but you've been, I don't know, hemming and hawing about doing repairs to your own home to get it ready for sale, Mm. and now, you know, you've started to miss that boat, I'm sure that conversation will be much louder than it would have been a few months
1: ago. Certainly. The only, I guess, the only good thing, one of the positives in interest rates going up a bit, uh, I mean, we say a bit, it's a half a point, still hasn't gone up that quickly that fast in like 20 years, is is that what you
0: said? Biggest jump in 20 years.
1: Um. You know, think back to early days of the pandemic when lumber was skyrocketing and all all things, you couldn't get your hands on anything. So even if you had a general contractor to do upgrades to your house, you, you, you're spending a fortune. Now, hopefully all that stuff comes down a bit, and so you hope that uh, if you are going to have your... Bathroom redone or your basement updated—that it won't cost nearly as much as it would have two years ago.
0: Right. Well, it's still going to be—it's still going to be a hefty price tag. And, oh, and, it always is. You know, yeah. it, even with this this jump here, you're not—I don't—you know—they say it's not going to affect things immediately. It's mm. going to take a lot of time, especially with the way inflation was before you start to see the price of goods start to go down and the cost of living start to decrease a, be, a bit. What you are going to see though is—you is, know—some. Interesting conversations a lot will have about the amount of debt that they've taken on Mm. over the last couple of years. And I think for many, getting through the pandemic, whether you've been, you know, out of work or uh, had, you know, some sources of income uh, diminished or cut off, uh, you know, the one saving grace has been all right, well, at least the value of our house is up or mm-hmm. our, our interest rate on a line of credit isn't that bad. You can borrow a little bit. But for those who have been borrowing a lot, mm-hmm. this becomes a very scary prospect.
1: I, I mean, I I feel very confident that if you're like many, and, and I'm in this position where I've been blessed that uh, my lifeline has been such that I was able to get into a home early on, and I know it's incredibly different for, for young people. And I feel I... I, I have a son at home who's in his mid twenties, him and his girlfriend. They both work full time. They they got great jobs and I'm torn because probably like many people of my age, you know, I, I'm happy that my house is worth what it is. I hope and pray it doesn't drop back down to, you know, prices say three years ago or and I'm but at the same time I understand that they need that break to to, to get a step up and right. to, to get going, you know. Um and I'll tell you what else really bugs me, and it just shows the insensitivity and sensitivity of people. So yesterday online, I don't know how many times I read this, and I just wanted to reply with "Shut your mouth!" So great, your life is perfect. But I saw so many posts about who with interest rates going up. I'm so happy I'm mortgage free, and all other 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 properties are all paid off. Good for you. Yeah. Good for. You. Shut up. Shut up. Pat yourself on the back because you've done well. But for that poor sucker who's still sitting on $800,000 worth of mortgage and he's in his 40s, shut up. Right. Yeah, we like to...
0: Well, let, the social media has always been about that, right? The humble brag. Yeah. And, and now it's not even so humble. It's just bragging. Yeah. Right? And and you'll see some of that going on, too. And they oh, well, you know, hey, it's not affecting me. Night. Who cares? If it's not affecting you... Shut up. Then, then shut up. Don't worry about it. Yeah. No, I
1: know. It, oh, people are so... We're just so self-involved, right? So and narcissistic,
0: is, and this isn't the time to to be pointing out people's you know life mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, well,
1: because yeah. that's what they do,
0: right? they go, "Wow, you see, I told you you should have gotten into oh, that union thirty years ago." That's like, right. okay, well, you yeah. know, thanks, thanks. Yeah, you know, basically, you got a guy who's drowning, and you're just handing him rocks.
1: So yeah, when Grandpa Joe comes over. <laughs> and says, I told you you shouldn't have sunk yourself into this $800,000 mortgage. Well, Grandpa, it's a 1,500-square-foot home with one bathroom. It's 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 what you sink in these days, yeah, you know. But uh, hopefully it doesn't affect you too much. It's supposed to help balance things out down the road. Uh, will there be bidding wars on homes anymore? That's probably settled down. Um, will your house lose value? I don't know, but... If you list it for 900 grand, you're probably not getting 1.2 anytime soon. Mm. But you're still getting 900 grand probably for
0: it. Well, and and what that may do is actually, you know, if you've been in the market for a house, and I've been keeping my eye on it, it is that, you know, you see these... You know, four hundred thousand dollars over asking.
1: It's not because the
0: house is worth that. It's because it wasn't valued, Mm -hmm. you know, at at that rate enough initially, right? Right. Uh, And so you're getting these you know astronomical bidding wars. Some of those might stop. Tough to tell on uh, the edge of the GTA because you're still dealing with a lot of people who have a lot of equity in their current house. Mm -hmm. So who are looking to to you know move up? That may actually you know, spur them to do it now that there isn't a bidding war right. going on. But, you know, there's a lot of relatively, relativity when it comes to it, right, with the price of your own home and and, and getting into a new one. The, the real issue is for those who, like your, your kids and those who haven't owned a home, mm-hmm. trying to get into their first home
1: mm-hmm.
0: is just... Absolutely nightmarish prospect.
1: And I mean, the, the government has uh, set up these new, uh, you know, tax-free uh, home accounts, and they're, they are trying to do things to, to get people going and in. And yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting time for sure. We'll we'll see how it all uh, plays out. But uh, don't worry, if you're in a house, you're still in a terrific spot. And uh, and if you're not, then maybe uh, maybe time will finally play your way, and you'll be able to get into a place. There's a, a prequel uh remember the movie ted back in 2012 uh, yeah the foul-mouthed teddy bear uh-huh and his best friend mark Wahlberg. well uh seth mcfarlane is turning it into a, a tv show there's going to be a prequel series uh so seth will return as the voice of ted streaming though so they yeah. can be dirty yeah yeah, yeah okay. be, uh, i think on the peacock network he's going to be the writer director co-show runner 10 episodes The series will take place in 1993 when Mark Wahlberg's character, John, is just 16 years old. Ted's moment of fame has passed and he's living with John and his family in Boston. Just like in the movies, Ted isn't always the best influence, so we'll see what kind of trouble they get into. Mark Wahlberg is not returning um, to do the TV show. He's, of course, got that new movie, A Father's Stew, that's coming out that he uh, supposedly just goes through quite a transformation. You know, he's he's cut, he works out all the time, and I guess it's a true story based on a, a boxer who... Um, uh, becomes a priest, and over time he has health issues and he gains a lot of weight. I guess he gets a pretty serious role, and uh, so he actually puts on all that weight. But speaking <laughs> of Mark Wahlberg, he was uh, on with Ellen the other day, and I guess uh, one of his last times visiting because her show is done soon, and she asked him questions she had never had the chance to ask him before, and one of her questions was, did you keep the Boogie Knight's prop penis? Right, yes. And he says, yes, he has it, <laughs> but it's well locked away because he doesn't want his uh, two daughters and sons, who are all still quite young, looking for a phone charger and pulling that thing out. (laughs) Great story. (laughs) Keep
0: it on mom's side of the bed.
1: That's right, yeah. Why does mom have this? (laughs) Uh, Danny DeVito, when asked about whether he liked his uh, version of the penguin better than Colin Farrell's, he says, yeah, I kind of like mine better. He says, it's not that I don't like Colin Farrell and I think he did a good job. He says, I just like the whimsical way that Tim Burton made the Batman or Batman Returns in 92. Mm. And uh, and he just feels they're so dark and serious now. But he says, listen, he did a great job. and if you Take a hat off to anybody who has to sit in the chair that long and get all that makeup on.
0: They've really taken the dark night and run with that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always a lot of brooding going on. Yeah. Which I guess, you know, from the comic angle of it, you know, comic book angle, it was always supposed to be the case for Batman. But they certainly have taken it dark.
1: Yeah, and sometimes people need to learn to when to shut up. Gene Simmons of Kiss doesn't think many musicians could handle performing in a Kiss costume. He says in an interview with Entertainment Tonight, "You got to understand, we love Mick Jagger, Bruno Mars, Bono, and anybody else. They're all great. But if you if you put those guys, Beyonce included, in my outfit." With seven to eight inch platform heels, dragon boots that weigh as much as a bowling ball, the entire outfit, studs, leather armor is about 40 pounds. The guitar and studs, 12 pounds by itself. Then they got to spit fire, fly through the air and do that for two hours. They'd pass out within a half hour.
0: I don't know. Like Mick Jagger is like pushing 90. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) And still running miles up and down the stage. Bruno Mars, have you seen
1: him move? Gene, listen, in grade six, I thought you were the coolest in grade six. I love Bruno Mars. I think he's one of the most talented people on the planet. He is more talented in his sleep (laughs) (laughs) than Gene Simmons is on stage. Rock Mornings with With Craig Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky.
0: 94.9 The Rock.